everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Anti-Racist Economist with Kim Creighton. Aaron Mills is out again this um, episode. So I've brought in one of my really good friends, Kristen. One of my really good white friends, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let, let me do, because I didn't do this last time correctly. I'll just do the intro. <laughs> Um, as the anti-racist economist, Kim Creighton, who is me, is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. Each month, Kim, um, join Kim and renowned experienced strategist, Aaron Mills, who's not here. Um, Kristen is taking her place today as they discuss the intersection of current events, pop culture, social change, ever exploring the critical dynamics of anti-racism and psychological safety in today's rapidly changing workplace. So we always start by, tell me what you're working on. Oh man, yeah, that's that's a fun question right now. I am working on raising a child. That is uh, definitely my full-time job right now. Um, I originally, I you know, I'm in tech. I spent my whole career going from engineering to product to now I'm in product operations, but I am currently on parental leave. Uh, got a three-week-old, and now we're at the, the milestones of weekly uh, finish lines. So <laughs> that's, I'm working on week four, get that that's, first that's month. A, that, you, know? you, you, you got that, what's that sprint look like? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's been the running joke this whole time too, like, because like, I had a project at work, and then it was like pairing up against my pregnancy, and <laughs> We had joking launch dates, like you, you made it full on product uh, by the end of that pregnancy. So yeah, it's uh, it's hard to shake that joke, but yeah, we're uh, we're doing great. It's been fun. All that right. Is, that is, buddy's been it's here really my job weeks. right now. I can't believe he's been here for three weeks. I know. It's uh, it feels longer, but not I was about to say, way. it feels like, much longer than that, but maybe it's the, it the, does. the an anticipation is what that is. They, well, the, what I've been told is the days are, sh uh, the days are long, the years are short. That's oh, kind of okay. like okay. how people put parenthood in a nutshell. And I'm starting to understand that a little better. Okay. I'm like, oh yeah, time's flying, but it feels long. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So for me, what am I working on? I am, um, again, as I said in last episode, I had to, um, I'm self-publishing and I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm to, yeah. I'm having to leave my publisher. And so I'm still figuring out the self-publishing process. Well, um, yep. you always do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. it is it is as i'm doing you know focused on supremacy core and that has been a challenge for me as i'm focused on supremacy coercion discrimination and exploitation free and keep saying okay i recognize that i'm outside the matrix and everybody else is inside the matrix and that the resources are inside during so i have to be strategic about wow. being inside the matrix what i forgot in that calculation is the people inside the matrix aren't aware that they're inside the matrix and so they still behave and then it becomes this battle for me of I'm extending way more grace than I need to mm -hmm. um, because I'm seeing them as the priority because, you know, I'm minimizing harm and, and I'm um, prioritizing the most vulnerable. But are you the most vulnerable, though? So that's why I'm having a hard time, you know, like figuring out when to stop extending grace and start saying, OK, this isn't working. You know, yeah, I'm, it's I'm still working that out. I'm still trying to figure out. Where is you would they say, um, forgive them, Lord, for they not do not know what they what is it? Forgive them for they not know what they do, or whatever. I'm not a biblical, yeah, that's you know yeah, that I'm whole saying. line, yep. yeah, yeah. It's and so it is, it is the whole being it's extending grace because you know, folks don't aren't aware that they're fucking up, but how much, but how much grace am I supposed to extend when it starts impacting me, of course. And it's like that running thing we always see on, you know, I always see it on Twitter too. It's like, we're all bound to the capitalistic hell of the merry-go-round that, you know, we, we, we have to go to these jobs and get these paychecks and they're all serving some sort of power structure somewhere. And where do you tap in and tap yes, out and draw those lines? Particularly until we build this ecosystem that is an alternative, because that's the problem right. and there is no alternative. So because of this, I am now building a media production company. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Well, we what else we gotta do? Let's do it. Yeah, that's uh, that's true to your style, Kim. I, that's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk. We're, so we're about to get into what the trigger is, and Kristen and I, we spent a few days going back and forth, um, because Kristen and I can talk about anything. <laughs> a lot of topics. It's tough to narrow down you know it's more of like what do you not want to talk about that's exactly that question. might be easier 
And so we we moved. Actually, I'm gonna read um just in the text message so you can see where we where kind of where we were landing on. Uh, so we I said um um hold on where was the beginning? I said um oh. I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm and now I'm looking at our stuff from yesterday. Give me a second. <laughs> See, this is the problem. We're exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it started with um oh we text a lot. That was okay. So it started, Whoops. Chatty it chatty. Started, it started with um I said we bring up a trigger and then I said um uh because uh, we were talking about Remote could it be about remote work, right? Could it be about um, the power dynamics of companies doing the whole like bringing people back and all yeah. these layoffs, all these like exactly could it be exactly know. could it be the um the 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 um 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 how are they like like people watching must so they can get permission to do all this because um based on um company earnings reports many of these companies that are laying off should not be laying people off right now yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> and they're hiding their true intentions for a lot of them i, I will definitely and so say you that and i talked about the fact that a lot of this is folks doing this and blaming it on the economy when what they're trying to do is get back to the place when 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 employees had no power so that yep. and getting back to the status quo and so that was a conversation we were going to talk about, but we ended up deciding on, and this is where the long thread comes in, is because again, when we we're talking about anti-racist um, Hollywood, is the exploitation there. Mm -hmm. And we started, this conversation is going to be rooted in the new documentary, um, a Pamela Anderson's documentary that is on Netflix, because I am one, um, Kristen watched the Hulu one, which was a dramatization. I am more inclined to watch first person documentaries because at least I can say this is what they said and not it be um, dramatized for the audience. And so we had a lot to say about that. And 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 I'll start with one of the one of the things I that that got me to interested in was her the promo of her face was the most popular. She was the most popular or most known blonde in the world at that time and is still struggling for money mm -hmm. yeah and just the the man I, I never even know where to start after <laughs> these prompts because there's just so many tentacles that just break exactly. off of like do we go into the exploitation of the industry she got into or do we talk about how she you know the agency that she had of choosing some of these but also the privilege she had to go from canada to the usa to even get the job in the first place i mean, how did, like, I mean the whole thing how did she get so then she tries to she tries to get in the USA by plane, but she ends up doing times. it by bus. How the fuck did you do that? She got shut down multiple times by different airlines because she tried to like Carmen San Diego it and switch up your <laughs> outfit. And they're like, I got you still. And so she took a bus and they only checked the car before and after her and she got across the border. So it's like, you know, you want to But, but even but even you can talk about how easy it is to get through the Canadian border than it is to get through the Mexico border. Yes, yes. The different layers at each border. Yes. Yep. Because yep. she said she said she was on the bus and they checked the person in front of her in her seat yep. and the person the, the sitting behind her. Why did they check this young blonde cute little thing? Right. That's right. That's right. That's and so when she said she got into um she got into Seattle somewhere in Washington. Maybe she may have said Seattle. I can't remember. But that's when because oh the whole point was she was coming to do Playboy. So right. she so even that. Yep. So. They, they, and they knew that she shouldn't be coming to work because it was illegal. She didn't have a visa. Yep. So she got on this bus, gets to the U.S., and then um, Playboy sends her, um, flies her to L.A. at that point. Just mm -hmm. all the levels of privilege. In, once she was in, yep. Yeah. Well, no, once they decided that they wanted her. No, I, I hear you, but like once she was past that border too, it was like everything else just like knocked easily. Like, we want you, you'll figure it out that yes. once you're here, we'll yes. the rest yes. is it's like it's like it's never happened. I it never dawned on me to think that she was from Canada, let alone a small island in Canada. And then the rest of the it just less than, it's less than like, nine thousand people on that island. Right. And it's just yeah. a different world. And she wasn't her mother calling Texas like there's something that happened in Texas. Oh yeah, when she was trying to go and she said somebody got shot in Texas, she was like, yes. That's a long way. 
<laughs> she's like, I'm in Seattle. It's going to be okay. Like, she's like, and that's that the was, mainland. And that was only for, um, that was in Vancouver. It wasn't, even, so she was trying to get off the island. It wasn't even at that point. Yeah, it wasn't even to, USA. Yeah. Right. It was, right. she wanted to get off the island to go live. And her mom said, somebody got shot in Texas. And she's yes. like. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, that's just the mainland is all of the United States got it. And so okay. that even talks about the privileges of these countries, of how we treat people. You know, yep. so her mom has this narrative of Texas, which is at the bottom of the United States, mm -hmm. but yet that had, so even that. A little nugget there. <laughs> uh, and so, okay, so uh, what you're experiencing, everybody, is a um, Kristen and Kim conversation. So just ride with this. Just Live ride. stream. This is just like the full stream of consciousness. You exactly. Know. So just take this ride. Whatever flies. And so, so she gets here. And so, mind you, before that, she's been molested twice. I mean, she's been molested. She's been raped. Yep. Um, and um, she, she comes here. And she goes to the Playboy Mansion, and the nudity is where she found her agency. Or right. so she thought. So she thought. That was the beautiful moment of being in her body and having that power, the shyness that she got from all of that horrible torture in her childhood. Yep. And then she just opened up and had this whole moment, um, whether it's through her womanhood or just feeling sexy or all these empowering things that she got through playboy which is mm, it's just so exactly because when you get to the point where she said <laughs> when she started getting um um jobs it was actually playboy was performing as her agent because they were right. coming through her but through. so again and we're bringing this up because again she thinks that's what i'm saying she thinks she has agency until you find out later that all of that stuff all those videos all those things that playboy was recording she never made a month dime off and they made money off of it so right. even in her, even in our ideas, oh, this is go, this is so good, Kirsten, because here it is. <laughs> this is where I get the I get the friction from professional, particularly professional black women. I get the friction because they feel that they've carved a niche, that they have their agency. And then I come in and say, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And no one wants to hear that, that all this work that they've done, all this trauma that they've experienced is not what it thinks. It, you don't have the agency you think you do. You don't have the power you think. And this is also why D&I right now, these folks are realizing, oh, they got all these jobs yeah. in 2020 and how many of them going away now? And this is why I hate being called a D&I specialist. Um, D&I specialist, because I knew that this was going to happen. It was it was a moment. People Flash were the it, pan, was, it, was a whole, yep. it was a whole bunch of corporate blackface, a whole bunch of white guilt, uh, people trying to absolve themselves. And when you're talking about, um, and so this going back to our intro is the the backlash that we're seeing in all of these companies, because many of these executives have made public statements about how all of this inclusion was problematic for them. Mm, yep. And there's a strong arming that happened in 2020 and then people yes. were forced to because it was a marketing blip that you had to, otherwise you yes. looked like you weren't doing your part, blah, blah, yes. blah. And now we're seeing the slow apolitical return. Well, yes. last, but yes. it's louder. Uh, and here we are again. So it's, yes. it's, you know, through Pamela Anderson or the tech industry, pick your poison. There's exactly. an example. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, she thought, was she even 18 at the time? Or she she was, was very young, and that's the other part that's really icky, is just so much of this happened when she was young. Um, I do believe at the Playboy point, yes, she was 18. But yeah, it's, she uh, would have had to be, because it would have been. Yeah. But that would have been a literal legal. You, yeah, you would think crossing the border would be one thing, but yeah. you know, <laughs> put but that the aside. That, <laughs> that the fact that someone her age should have, because even what she's making, okay, we've gone off on another tangent, which <laughs> makes, me, makes me think of the exploitation of young people in, yeah. uh, in, in Hollywood. How... They have to have, uh, when they're making this money, they have to have these accounts that are set aside for them as adults because of the money. And how many of those young people, when they get to adulthood, that money's not there because someone has used it. Someone has stolen it from them. Um, and because I was just about to say what she would have benefited from, even as an 18-year-old, as an was somebody on the set that was responsible yeah. for any young people under 25, let's say, being on that set that they would have to watch her, particularly the fact that she's naked. Tommy Lee was there. What's the problem? Oh, he wasn't there yet. No, not that. Not when she I'm kidding. I was, I was joking about yeah, that. No, 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 no. Because that was not, always no, there to, no, to watch that over was her. No, because that was creepy because we got to get into I, the creepy I, white I, Okay, yeah, good. All no, right. I got ahead. Yep, yep. 
timeline. We won't break the timeline because it's right there. I have to take it exactly because. <laughs> Uh, so if you think about it, yes, she's she feels empowered, right? Because no one can empower you. No one can motivate you. That's intrinsic. What they can do is provide, and I say this to, to, to my clients all the time, what you do is provide the environment for someone to, to empower themselves or to motivate themselves. And that's why psychological safety and welcoming are at fucking essential people. Um, that's why DNI is, DE&I is necessary people. Um, and so- um, Yes, yes. So- she would have, when I'm watching this, I'm like, even at 18, there should have been someone assigned to monitor this situation, particularly because she was naked. Yeah. And I, I think what's the, the big rub here too, is the fact that she is a very at a whim individual. Like she's the fact she says, she says oh, I don't look back. I don't even, I'm not gonna watch these documentaries. I'm not gonna look at any of this stuff. I do things in the moment. And so that just tells me you're up for whatever chaos is coming because yes. this is not strategic. This is just yes. go with it. And, and that's, deal with and it. Going, so let's talk about the Tommy Lee. And that's how that happened. Yeah. It was, yep. I'm feeling it in the moment. Oh, well, mm -hmm. fuck every one of her husbands. I'm feeling All it in the moment. moment. And this is what, just like with, with the last one who she just divorced, she was in a pandemic on this fucking island. This, she wanted to do some damn construction work. He came, he was a contractor. He came to do work. They got married, and that was 2020. It's just 2023, and no, she got divorced in 2022. <laughs> right. They were only yeah. married a year. So, yes, and so there was nothing wrong with that, that, that I mean, I That's can appreciate it. I can appreciate <laughs> right. it. What, what it seems like, what just popped in my head is, it seems like she's an ongoing uh, pick, uh, clean up and out too. Clean up and out too. Yes. It's like my whole life is. Yes. <laughs> yes and there's there's such a weird respect i have for her in a way because she's so fearless in that regard but it's such yes. a precarious thing to appreciate then, because it's like you you're a very privileged to, person <laughs> but then you go back to why that was think about how her, right, her, right. her parents lived right yeah you know, they chaos. she had all these conditions yeah and I, I know we've talked many times as a different tangent it's that conditioning you learn from your family and that's what she learned at a young age and just absorb that as this is what love looks like and, that's, and that's what i said you know, in the first place we learn to call abuse love mm -hmm. and so she's she is perfect she, example exactly because even in at the when she gets to the end of the video she's saying the fact of she doesn't think she's going to get married anymore because she she um um she was so into the thing that she wanted to be with her son's father she yes. can't let that go and she knows she can't be with him so right. woe is me i'm gonna be alone by myself for the rest of my life and so she's yes. saying that she thinks that's why she married so many because she couldn't get past tommy lee and and it's just so it was so it, it reminds me of and i don't want to say, say this flippantly but it reminds me of that attitude is reminds me of how white people made up bungee jumping and shit. It's like y'all don't y'all don't live on the edge every fucking day. <laughs> so oh, it's so true. Y'all manufacture dangerous because our adrenaline junkies because we yeah, don't get enough yeah, exactly, in our day to day. Yeah. Shit. And yep. so, um, so <laughs> even though somebody else may have the same trajectory, how she came at it as. Oh, let me just, I'll, you know, and, and, and I'll deal with the consequence. I can't live my life like that. No, 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 no. Right. Correct. Yeah. You know, I can't, I cannot just, <laughs> um, as much as I want to, I mean, even it was so funny. Cause I, again, I haven't told you this. Um, it's just like in my frustration with what was going on with the publisher and everything that I was, I was dealing with I, that old voice came in when I was, <laughs> until I started doing my own shit was just quit just quit. And I was like, and do what? <laughs> because mm -hmm. this is, this isn't like me. I'm not where this is the work I want to do, but right. I just, just that it took me right into there because when I used to get perhaps issues of professional violence at work, my ass wouldn't come back from lunch. Oh my, I just be like, fuck it. I'm done. And, and I can't just walk away from this, but it was just that trigger. And so yep. it's, 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 and and so I saw those patterns watching this in her narrative. Um, another thing was, okay, let's talk about the creepy white dudes. Uh. Um, from the late show um, host, 
from the mainstream media interviewers, from the people she was Let's with. Let's talk about your breasts. Yes. <laughs> As a prompt. And it was Matt Lauer, too. That's the best yes. part. Yes. My best in quotes, by the way, people. And, it, and it was, <laughs> it's interesting because, again, she said she was so naive, she didn't know she was supposed to lie. Yeah, that's the thing. It's she, That's the part of me that doesn't mind at all from her is she's kind of just that blunt like yes you ask I'm gonna tell you she's she's got nothing to hide even in this documentary in her in her age in her yes. growth like she's just oh like, we talked about that for somebody to have been the most famous blonde for I am so surprised particularly as we watch other white women particularly deal yes. with aging in Hollywood and yes. how they're so unrecognizable now and yep. the fact that she did that whole video with, I'm sure she had some powder on for the, for the, for the glare, but she didn't have makeup on. No. She, didn't, she wasn't, she, she said her body wasn't what it was in the past. And she was she, joking. She, She's like, if we want to do this naked, there's no secrets here. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. there's just a very raw, vulnerable side of her that I don't know if it's through that bravery or that, you know, if you want to call it naivety, I don't know. I, I don't want to take her agency away, but I also want to call out like, Yes. She does get to live in that frivolous way that a lot of people don't. Um, but she still maintains it to this day. And it was kind of like, that's her. That's, yeah, exactly. Not, that, not is her, that is her authentic self. Exactly. She is her, yeah, that's, yeah. There's something to like cannot, about that. And, you, and how can you, and how can you, well, you could, but what, what's the point of shitting on somebody who's authentic? Because so few of us are. She's going to try and steal that before you, too. She tries to find those opportunities. Like, where's your angle? How are you going to try to shoot oh, me down Oh, just like the Chicago thing. when Because so she had all this trauma around yeah. um, the video being stolen. Because mm -hmm. um, I never knew the whole story. I knew it was stolen, but I didn't understand. Yeah. I didn't know how it was stolen. Yeah. And and I guess Well, even then, she doesn't know. That's like, to this day, like, they don't really know who. But Hulu and all these others made yes. up the story. Back to your point about dramatization. Yes. Is there's opportunities to embellish and make your own yes. narrative. And that's and, and, and like, I still drama don't know. and all of these things. Yes. Yeah. And the There's fact so that she's never made any money off of it. The fact mm. that she was saying after all of this, all these people, particularly these dudes, these white dudes have made yeah. all this money off her. And she was saying all she wanted was to make sure that her credit cards work when she used them. Right. That's it. That's all she wants just to use her credit card and to be like, please work. But it does. She's happy. And she moves along. Like that's, and, and that's she wants some level, lunch. <laughs> that is such a level of privilege. It is. It is. That she is doesn't have to think about a, it. Mm -mm. That is such a level of privilege. Well, she um, has her island house. She knows yes. she has backup and safety nets. Like she has she's, land. She exactly. And she's then, just like uh, whatever. But let, I want to go back to the to, to the white guy. creepy white dudes. Yeah, yeah, because everybody wants to talk about Harry Weinstein like he is some anomaly. Um, Harvey Weinstein. Sorry about that. Um, like yes. he is. <laughs> like he is. Uh, 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 you know, like, oh, he's the only person. One in a million. Only yes. one in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the, the whole industry was built on exploitation. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, well, and I, I think about that too, just tying into like Handmaid's Tale, like Hulu, how that became like this white trauma porn for white women to watch. And yet who benefits from that? All that viewership? It's a lot of white dudes at Hulu. Like that's, it all pays upward and we're yeah. sitting here thinking we're doing something groundbreaking and it's like, no. This and, is that, and that and like, so that goes back to what I was talking about, how I, I throw that cold water on you that people don't want to, because you think you have the agency and then when you turn that light on and you're just like, oh, this is nothing, you know? Um, people don't like the light being turned on. Oh God, no, especially like a lot of the group discussions I got into with The Handmaid's Tale because people, and I'll admit, like I, there was a while where I thought it was like this groundbreaking show too, but then it yeah, got did. the layers. You did. I, I'll own that. That's for sure. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I always knew. I was going to start watching it. And then I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, it's I read the books. Correct. And that's the thing. It's oh, even Margaret, like she had some moments too, where it's like, what are you, when she went overseas, it's like, I told you, it's like, what are you doing? What are you saying right now? But anyways, <laughs> like getting back to it, it's like, we're just centering white women at an experience that is that's diversity, universally baby. real. Right. That is yeah. diversity, yeah. baby. We got to make it hit home, Kim. You know, we're over here like, I don't get it. What's your problem? Like, and, it's you always, and it's so funny because it's always <laughs> some white woman saying something that black women have been saying forever. And they act like it's so 100%. groundbreaking. And then when they say it, we look like. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of side eye. Yeah, more <laughs> than fair. Especially in Elizabeth Moss, fantastic actress. But what? So, like the fact that she has so many layers in her personal life to be playing that role. I don't understand. It's fascenting. So say um, something about but, that. Say, 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 say about yeah. For the audience, tease yeah, out. Yeah, she's. Yeah, like Elizabeth Moss. I mean, 
I am not a religious person, so I'll just own that myself. I apologize if anyone is listening, but the fact that a Scientologist is the lead cast in a role that is depicting this kind of cult-like behavior is... I did not just... know that. Yeah, she's got the backing of Scientology. Yeah. Oh. So she's... Okay, so, I, okay I stop right out, there. I'm like, going to stop right there. Uh-uh, I'm going to stop right there because yep. that tickles something because you know you and I are addicted to these cults, too. <laughs> I I know I watch so many documentaries on this. You stuff, and I are addicted to cult behavior because it's so interesting. You can see where these patterns come up and how quickly it could be any topic, it could be any like new and so theme and we can or this, some sort and of and we can bring this back to the workplace because that's what some people expect yeah. with assimilation. And it's like, no, it is accommodation. Right. We're not doing the cult shit here. We're accommodating people. Yeah. And so that's where the apolitical right. stuff comes from. It is there is no political conversation when everybody there is supposed to have the same political beliefs or the same ideology. Right. Then you don't have the conversation. You don't have to have the conversation because everybody agrees. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this uh, attempt to just simplify it and put a lid on it. Like we're just going to be apolitical and pretend. And it's like, yes. no, that's not how any of this works. But, and yet then there's flip side of people going too hard and they go right into the cult like behavior of like, we're a family. And it's like, oh, okay, oh black, black, that black, right black. there, that right there. Do not call <laughs> your work employees family. Do not. Yeah. It is a workplace that is Ugh. so creepy and, and manipulative and gross to me. Yeah. I am not a part of your family because you know what? I already know that family is the first place I learned to call abuse love and I'm not doing that here. Not to get paid for it. I'm not right. paid to be abused. Get paid to be abused. Oh, hell yeah, a lot of people got laid off by their family this year. So, you know, that's kind and, of... And in the most um, dysfunctional ways. Absolutely. With MLK quotes to boot. Yay! Woo! We're killing it. You gotta love a white woman with an LA, um, uh, with a, uh, LA quote. With a Martin Luther King quote to fire people. And then come back, I'm so sorry I didn't mean I, This is my fault, but I'm gonna do nothing about it. Thank you. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So wow. much sorry. Yeah, those MLK quotes get a lot of got get a, a lot, lot of mileage. Of, yeah, get a lot of mileage. So, okay, so then we were talking about the um uh there's so much in this movie. Um and Yeah, this, there was Did we really adequately go to the creepy white dudes cuz I no, feel no, like No, I no, 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 that's not I really that. Okay. Cuz yeah, because the creepy white dudes are everywhere. I I see it when I'm watching um what did I just watch? I watched an um, episode of American Greed because I did not know that Jewel, the 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 cigarette, vape. yeah, yep. the vape pen, was designed by two Silicon Valley um, Stanford alums from that pro from that product division. That's mm -hmm. with that altruistic. I, I I went straight to Tim and I was like, are these people a part? She's like, they don't sound familiar. But she said, what I was telling, she's like, it sounds so familiar. And so sure. it is. It is these these white individuals, particularly men, who are saying to um, going on college campuses and saying, particularly liberal arts students, go into finance and business and mark. I mean, business and uh, finance, so that you can make all this money and you can give it back to the rest of the world. But your rest of but how you give back to the rest of the world is so fucked up, because you ain't. It's all about you and 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 manipulating and 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 leverage. Spotlight on your greatness. Yes, yes. A little gold star, you know, like that's uh, it it it. Like uh, Dan Price comes to mind. Um, just thinking about the CEO with the seventy-five grand across the board and the the you know. <laughs> All that equity that was and then, so great. Everybody just thought that was so great. And now you dig you a little deeper. It down, you, it's like, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's about, I, you, you know, say, so for those who don't know, say something about that, that story. Yeah. The Dan Price story. And I, I have to be clear that a lot of this is the allegedly still because there's an investigation. Exactly. So I want to cover, you know, exactly. our talking points, but allegedly, you know, Dan Price got called out. Dan Price was oh, the before, Exactly. Uh, before you say that, say what? Yeah. Because again, it is, he got to be, he got the benefit of the doubt. And because he did something, people didn't start looking into, didn't, didn't question his behavior. So what did right. he do to get everybody's attention in the first place? So he, his origin story is like being in tech. He was, uh, Gravity Payments is the one that he's the CEO of currently. Uh, but he got this whole recognition of across the board, paying all of his employees 70 grand. Like that was this whole groundbreaking idea. And he's got, you know, from that point on to 
but previously too. I, but hold up, didn't he? Didn't he lower his salary to do this? That's what I mean. He all across the board. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You, you, okay, exactly. So I need you to put yep. that in there because now yep. he's one. He's he's one of us. He's yeah. He's a part of the team. Go ahead. He went. He went from like one million to seventy grand to be. Uh-huh the one of us scenario across the board. Um, and that was the 70 grand was the minimum too, to be clear. Like that was the, the stated minimum that everyone that works here will make a minimum. Yeah, of 70 sounds grand. good to me because you know, I've talked about that. How do you do that? How do you make um, nope. salary negotiation? All of these, one of the base things is you say that no one in this organization from custodian to engineer to whatever will make less than this. So he, yep. so, so again, it has the kernels of, of supremacy, coercion, discrimination, expectation free, until you start digging into it. And what did they find? <laughs> and then they started to dig into it and find just the layers of, well, it's his personal life. And then on top of, you know, is this truly what this is? Is this like the altruistic co-op-y type of scenario? Or is this just, you know, Dan Price getting a bajillion likes on LinkedIn and the spotlight on him all the time, uh, which was my view of him. I was like, man, this guy's always putting stuff out there. And I did used to, it's like watching um, Elizabeth Holmes even. Like there's these these people that I also was like, this is cool. They are doing the right things. And then later, fast it's forward five years. Uh, man, I felt, yeah, Kim loves to poke this one. I fell hard for the Kirsten cinema. I will own it. I will put it on this podcast and tell you, I felt, when she put her hand up and was like, I'm not going to swear in a Bible and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, Oh my God, we finally have representation in, you know, our government of, and then in fact, she's bisexual, all these layers of just, I fell in the trap. And now I'm staring at that yellow ass dress at the state of the union going, what the fuck? So yes, I will own Kirsten Cinema, Dan Price, Elizabeth Holmes. We can go on for days of all these types of, you know, hopeful leaders that could represent the change. And what do all these society. people have in common? <laughs> what are they all ah, have in common? Can't quite place it can't quite <laughs> get there can i <laughs> not at all not there's something but uh yeah they're all deeply privileged background white folks that just get to play around act like they're saving the world and then we realize that they're really gross really yeah. really gross yeah. gross is a very generous way to call yes, it yes <laughs> exactly because it's not gross but the, we're, we're gonna it's leave it at gross <laughs> Yeah, because whether it's the damn price allegations or the Elizabeth Holmes didn't even make a product. Yeah, or the not Kirsten only did she not make a product, but she put people's lives in danger. Correct. Yes, not even to diminish that at all. But yes, it's a and even ah, oh, I'm I'm blanking our name. Francis, France. Eh, I don't want to get the names vague. Is on that your the podcast, whistleblower but, from, um, from yes, Facebook? Yes. Then like took off and went to Crypto Island and like, yeah. okay, what? This is Yes, exactly. They it's, all have that... like 80% of what I want. Okay, so what's your, what's your, what's your, <laughs> let's, let's break that down. So now, see, see, yeah. see, this is how our conversations go. So it's going to be different when Aaron comes back, <laughs> but this is how it comes to So let's break this down because what it shows is how easily they get benefited out. They get assumption of positivity. And by the time the PR and marketing um, thing catches up to them. They're, uh, they're, by the oh time the, the truth catches up, the PR and marketing is where we see it with Elon Musk. He has had this history, this, this legacy, this narrative of being great. And we're seeing him fall on his face at Twitter every fucking day. Even last night. That was fun yesterday. What? The oh, when everything went down. On? Yeah. Everything was real messed up and they still, they, they brought out new features, but they broke the whole goddamn site. <laughs> And it's fun because like Twitter, at least in my circle, it's all largely engineering. So it's like yes. people are just telling you what's going wrong. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're like, I bet you it's this. And it's turning out to be that. And it's like, oh my God, if you didn't fire half your company, maybe this would be an easy fix. And but so here we are. Going back to the beginning, this is what, but people, other uh, other CEOs and leaders are looking and they want, they are cheering him on because they want to, permission to do this themselves. They want that chaos. They want, yes. they don't want to be held accountable, which we were starting to like put a bigger lens yes. on people and. 2020 yes. and that and now people got sweaty and they're like i don't like and that I told, and this is why i keep telling you the next two years are gonna be a wow uh, it's gonna you be said a that, you started saying that at the end of 2020 i swear yes. it was like right after elections and you're just like get ready and i was like yeah we'll see what goes on you're probably right and now i'm sitting here like white knuckling going oh my god and i know it's not even we haven't there's no peak there's no yes. like mm-hmm. we're not gonna see a top and then ease up like this it's is gonna get a lot worse because it is getting better but it has to get worse because white people still don't see it you still don't no, see we're it. still we're still like what you what are you talking about see it. 
um you still yeah. you still like oh they killed another black man i can't believe it this is not who we are okay well can we still well, can we get off the because this is not, the, who, we not yep. who we are or it's broken mm -hmm. we will never come up with appropriate and effective strategies for addressing it if we're not honest about what the fuck is going on correct yeah that's that's one that at least in my white circles i like to like get the spray bottle like never say those phrases like these are phrases i never want to hear from my own friends my own people around me like you gotta stop saying this stuff or like i just i'm so surprised like that's one i just i have family members i'm like stop it stop it i have told you for years now and even then i had to go through that cycle too so it's like stop saying you're surprised you're just not paying attention yeah and so you had me with a big spray bottle so that you learned the hard way <laughs> oh yeah and that's that's a beautiful thing though and that's that's I try so hard to remind people like feedback is a gift and being able to spot these things yourself is also a really lovely thing because yes. now you're taking that burden off of people to have to yes. get the, like where the hell did I put the spray bottle god damn it they're doing it again that takes time to find the damn spray bottle go up and just sit with someone and be like knock it off that's all the uh, exactly. annoying angst exactly so, yeah and so we bring it back to we can bring it back to Pamela so it's it's the 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 seeing her I can never, I can never, hmm, what was the word on it? I can appreciate, I don't give a fuck how her life has been or what I, whatever. The fact that she showed up as I believed in that thing as authentic was really clarifying for me. I, that's why, again, like the first person, um, the first person um, documentaries. Well, another thing we talked about though was her relationship with her sons. Yes, yes. Because and they've taken on, yeah, because they've taken on a. You said the supportive, like in place of, in lieu oh, of. Yeah, yeah, that whole. And it's going to be interesting as they, because they're still young yeah. um, to see, particularly if she doesn't find another man. What? Tendency. Yeah, because it's so hard to extract ourselves from our parents as we're trying to develop and figure out who we are and what we want and and those kind of things and again going back to family is the first place we could learn to call abuse love and that's usually couched in it's supposed to be unconditional and it's unconditional abuse Ooh, yeah yeah and so and so um it, it didn't show up in the in the doc but because of the my background and working with families I saw some some glaring red flags for me, right. um, and and it's also some things that I you know I was in a parenting role in my relationship with my mom for so long as a, as growing up, and so I, I could see some things there. And particularly, it's not it's not that she has daughters; it's sons, right? And it it gets really really creepy it gets really well especially what the trajectory she had it's like how she tried to protect from the fact that there's a sex tape of your mother yes. floating around yes. in the world like how do you <laughs> you know as a mother now and then they son, feel I'm like, oh, I do. because they're now fighting at school so they take on their protective role they take on that yep. because now i gotta protect my mom so that means that lines of parent and child have been blurred even to the point where the first son watched the documentary or the the Hulu doc and yes, filtered it first, to her. Yes, but but and then he told the other son not, not to. Yes. So right. he's taking so on like, the he's taking on the the patriarchal role in the family. Yes. He's and he shouldn't have watched it either. Nope. Yeah, he had to take that all in as well. Yeah. Like that's a which, oh, you know. oh stop because he she hadn't even watched it. He watched yep. it for the family. Yep. Oh my she god, I just it. realized that. I just realized nope. that she wasn't gonna watch it. He watched that that for the family. Mm-hmm. He took one for the whole team. And that's the, you know, back to that Hollywood exploitation narrative. Yes. Is these families aren't notified half the time of these documentaries, of these specials, of these drama. Oh, yeah, they learned about it just like everybody else did in in yep. in, in, in promos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, that's nice. My life's gonna be well, ripped she, open exactly. again. Exactly. She was getting ready for Chicago. She was having no opportunity, and this just popped up out of nowhere. So it's like she was just bopping along, minding her business. And she's and sitting then, there in her kitchen, like feeling sick. She's just yes. like, this is not what I wanted. And eh, yep. And it should make everyone pause for a moment. Like that's, you know, me, I watch a lot of stuff and there's times where like, when I see that and I'm like, ah, and she was not really, brought in. And I'll be honest. I watched her. I watched that video. I watched the, um, the, 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 and I would not do that now because I now see how it's exploited. How it hits. 
Yeah. That, it's, uh... And particularly knowing that they didn't get permission. It is it's that line between public domain knowledge and then like, cause I, you know, uh, Ryan Murphy comes to mind. I, I, I know we won't say tie with the Dahmer. Say, say okay. Something. Well, well, Dahmer is probably the most, the strongest example of this exploitation that comes to mind right now, because you've been mega, you have this huge platform, Netflix, they're already combating all these different angles of issues, whether it's their trans community or how they're, how they're inclusive or not. And just their way of doing business. And then they put out Dahmer, which as a Ryan Murphy fan, I was like loyally like, ah, this is perfect. Evan Peters was made for this kind of role. I'm a creepy horror fan. So yeah. I was definitely signed up to catch this. Uh, but then to only find out later too, and in the making of it, that the families that were involved in the Dahmer case were not part of this production. Like they weren't asked, they weren't told like, hey, we're going to re we're basically going to depict you. How do you feel they about stole, that? They stole that story without compensating them or anything. Nope. And that is so creepy and gross and exploitative and covert. That is, yep. that is why anti-racist Hollywood needs to exist. How yep. do you take someone's trauma turn it into a screenplay don't notify them and then never compensate them for it correct and that's where you know because a lot of my friends come to me and be like hey you watch this you were promoting this you're talking about this and i was like yes and there's asterisks to what i'm doing and why i do it um it's the conversations that come into white spaces through these productions it's like how do we get this to hit home for white folks to see what is actually going on here because i think what ryan murphy's trying to do with a lot of these productions is just bring that pain into a consumable but what's interesting is because you have a black friend is in 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 all these people trying to tell these stories mm -hmm. the most vulnerable still get harmed absolutely so, so without giving personal detail what did your black why was your black friend uh, um so traumatized by this and challenged you on watching it yeah well that's the thing it's it's it doesn't because of the reopening of wounds and because of the trauma that is depicted and it's pretty much torture porn the way that evan peters is they show like you know it's a, a visceral recreation of what Dahmer did um it just becomes the what is the cost of this production, right? Who actually pays for this production? And what is that emotional yes! payment? What is the financial payment? Where does the money and the power go to all this? And it's always goes to just because we can, should we? Absolutely. And that's the thing. They're like, it's public domain. We asked, they didn't answer. We made it anyway. And it's like, yes, technically speaking, you're not going to win a lawsuit against Netflix about this. And I know people wanted that and they want to pose that. And it's like, nope, don't go that route. You're going to waste more money. It's the, we can, we can make money. And even Evan Peters winning the uh, Emmy over Nisi when I thought she stole the show as her depiction. It's just like, there it is again. We And we again, a black woman in the supporting role. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yep. she didn't get it. She That should have been the focal point if they wanted to do this correctly and do it in a way that actually, well, I, I, sh I want to It should have centered the victims and not Dahmer. Correct. And I think Ryan... Mm, loyally following Ryan throughout because he does pose he does all these socially tied in productions that I think are trying to do a good job of bringing some of these things to light with a big platform uh but with this one he spent so much time depicting Dahmer in the grizzly side through Evan Peters a la American Horror Story that by the time they got to actually centering the victims in the second half of the whole series it was just so far gone that it's like no one's going to go this deep to get to this point of seeing the parallels between the police treatment, the parallels between religion and Dahmer and the man that killed him uh, when he was behind bars. It's like, it, they dug too deep at that point of focusing on Dahmer. And it's a, it's a bummer. Again, it could have been something different. It's white centering. So that's what is- It's 100% white centering. Yeah. And it's the lure. Cause that's, that's something that I'm quick to own is I don't do this cause I get, have fun with it. I do it because it's going to happen. We're still in the case of we're doing it because we can. And it does open up conversations in white spaces where people go, whoa, I watched that show. And I'm like, ooh, okay, hang on. You opted into watching something. Let's have a conversation a little deeper. And that's what I can say on. that I love best about you. You have, you are a great model of when you fuck up, how to how to make apologize and make amends and also how to, how to corral white people, particularly white women. You <laughs> can corral some cats and you... <laughs> Get in, you're willing to have those conversations that I'm no longer willing to have. Yep. And that's that's usually my biggest thing. Whenever I have my friends go, how the hell are you watching? Why? That's how I just say, don't come see me where the sausage is being made. <laughs> like this is yeah. this is me going into my white spaces. This is me going to my areas exactly. and just because exactly. this is where the conversations are happening naturally and I can jump on them 
versus prying these doors open like I usually have to. Yes. And unfortunately, Dahmer, and this is, you know, the grossness of it, Dahmer opened up a lot of doors about people going, huh, I didn't realize the police. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, here we go. This was yeah. the shitty way to use Evan Peters to crowbar into this. But if this is what gets you to see how this happened and why, I'm but not it's also it. it's also something you and I talk about a lot. It's the nuance because most people yeah. want to say you like you're saying Evan Peters as an or, or you see it as an and this yes. is great and this is fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, that's where whiteness up. doesn't get the bi- they're always stuck in binaries. Right. Well, if you're doing this, you're not doing that. It's like no, 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 no. <laughs> There's a lot, especially with the Dahmer case. There's so much going on there, and they I think Ryan tries to tease it and do what he does with his social nuance in most of his productions. But it was just way too And so too what's grisly. interesting to me, because you keep bringing um, Ryan up, what's interesting to me is as a white gay man, mm-hmm. he's problematic for me. I sure. love hoes. Oh my God, I love hoes. But let's be honest. It was successful because it was black trans people on there guiding that. But he got a lot of attention. He got the savior like, oh, thank you for platforming our... Mm, that's Speaking of Billy Porter, you know, bringing Ryan Murphy into the fold, Billy Porter and Harry Styles. I, I wanted to make that oh, point. Oh yes, let's end with that. Oh my God. So yeah, at the at the Grammys, uh huh, uh huh. The white boy says, "Folks like me don't ever get this or whatever the little thing was." And just when Adele is like, in the audience doing the same exact thing last year, going, oh, I shouldn't have won over Lemon, or I forget what year it was, but when Adele won album of the year over Beyonce's Lemon, yes. that was like the same, oh, this is wrong. But then Harry Styles goes up there and says, people like me don't get, what? What? Exactly. <laughs> you, okay, I'm not gonna, again, this is, again, this is an and, so it's not an or. And. We're not, I'm not gonna challenge how you now identify. What I'm going to challenge, though, is the fact that you want to take the center stage as if you're being revolutionary when there are people who've been literally killed to show up in the world the way you get to show up in the world right now. Yep. And I think that's the the element of Billy Porter uh, at the heart of what Ryan Murphy's tried to create through Pose and then at the heart of him calling in Harry Styles years ago, saying, just because you wore a dress, man, doesn't mean... Like, there's layers here that... Billy and, Porter and, had to fight for, and Harry just gets yes, to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and just, then it's not even reckoning Prince and all those that came before, yes. like a long time ago. Like this is not this is not new. And yet, not when he does it, it's I own it. Now it's mine. Yeah. It's the same. Yep. It's the same appropriation. It is the same white appropriation because yep. now I did it because you probably followed some black person anyway. Yeah. Uh, in their style, you Picked know. Up on it. Exactly. Um. Um, and and now you take one of the biggest stages and and act like you're some martyr. Yeah, <laughs> people like me, Kim. We just you know, people like me, Kim. We just yeah, don't get you, these moments. You're you're you're, you're so they're <laughs> not they're not. It's so few far between. Just uh, people being able to show up as themselves is just a such a rare thing. And they got Beyonce like in every quad of everyone that won over her over four times in a row of album of the year. And just it's just a bunch of white people just and being then, like, oh. And so that also speaks to the 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 Oscar shit. Yes. Back to the Oscars. Same la- layers of how uh, how somebody how I don't even know the, the name of the movie, how her marketing the Andrea one? Yeah. yeah kicked out mean that two black women did not may may have lost a spot. Of 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 and, and and now they're like, oh, let's look at this. This isn't the first time this happened. This is the first time this happened and people learned about it. That's what the fuck happened. And of course, what's happening? Never the villain, never the uh never the villain, Spot always the always victim. Pattern, always it's, hero and victim, never the villain. I'm seeing a lot of narrative of people saying, I think they're just doing marketing really well. Like exactly. what's, the, what's the foul? Exactly. It's like, oh my God. Yes. No, this isn't the right I saw that. And this is why Joe Scarborough gets on my nerves on his show. I watch his show because he's a former Republican and I like to hear that narrative. And I like to guess more so than him. a little bit. Yeah. He yeah. bothers me because he said that same thing. Um, th- they just didn't have their marketing game. Uh, these two ah. black women, particularly Viola Davis, has been in Hollywood for how many years? She knows how to fucking play this game. Don't play. Right. Right. Let's not. 
let's not. She's a uh, don't make it seem like they're less than, and this white woman just happened to no, no, mm-mm. they didn't do Tell me, you got winner, and you got doesn't yes. understand how this works when she's crossed all of them. <laughs> like, stop it but again. Just, uh... You see the bat, you, you see. Where she has to be at EGOT level and still not right. be considered a a a person of, of who knows what the fuck's going on. And you right. get this person who in this movie who that made no money, and all of a sudden, oh, she's look, she's clever. Her team is just clever. No. This is yeah. this is a shitty bar of whiteness that you know I see all the time in my circles too. It's just like, well, you know, maybe that's like no no no. Pan out. Okay, so I, picture. exactly. So I want to wrap this up and I want to ask you, and this is a, this is a, maybe you might, you're not going to see it as a gotcha question because you know me, because okay. I want you to end with how do you prioritize, focus on and develop your consistent anti-racist practice? Mm. Uh, I think with being a white, deeply privileged woman in this society, I like to start with how do I acknowledge that I'm going to mess up? First and foremost, like that is, that is probably the core of how I started this journey is just to acknowledge that I have a lot of ignorance. I have to, un, you know, go through the unlearning process. There's things I'm just not even aware of. And how do you get good at rebounding? And that's that's kind of my starting point of, okay, I'm gonna trip up. Don't be all, you know, send yourself, get the cry, the tears, all those things that make it ten times worse. Uh, and then it's just having a lot more to go learn and absorb, um, changing up the people I listen to, changing up the people I read, <clears throat> the angles that I read from, the the platforms I read from. I, I dropped a lot of sources over, you know, I'd say the past decade of just getting away from things that reinforced a lot of those norms. Uh, and, you know, when you just realize that you're in a predominantly white space all the time, no wonder you're having these, uh, you know, status quo types of realities um and then especially is starting to spot it in others and being able to see like ah there's that cycle there's that loop and there's there's someone that's not taking the time to go hmm am i am i recognizing my own impact here or, or the circles that i keep uh and because now that you know especially through meeting you kim that was the pivotal moment in what 2018 when that was things were hitting the fan we won't go that's a whole other story but um you know it was just nice to have someone and i'll never forget it it was our very first zoom meeting it was 15 minutes long and i was like i gotta get my shit together like this is this is i'm gonna meet someone who i think is just gonna be able to see right all the things that i could trip on and all the things that i don't see yet and i want to step up and be better at it because i don't want to keep messing up um and i think it, that humbling moment needs to happen to everyone especially you know people that have that you know, the deep privilege and whiteness that I do, you know, you can't just think like, I'm doing great. Cause I did think that I thought that back then I thought I was on a good track. And now I see how deeply white feminist it was. Uh, and that takes time. It takes a sec for me to Ooh, like that. Yes. Because you're the white friend. I never thought I would because <laughs> right. we had a lot to unpack with you. Cause we had, to, but yeah. I love that you, you and I, our brains are similar. So mm -hmm. we started with the white feminist shit because you're in Rochester. You know, we started unpacking all of that shit and yep. just opening your eyes to that and how you were being complicit. And and, yes. and then you starting to see the patterns and then started helping other people. Like that whole community, I never would have. I never, that was not on my bingo card. <laughs> no, and just knowing you and know, like, I, you know, we always joke about how, where's Kim Creighton on the gradient of, can you handle like getting into... I have privilege. Is that a conversation you can have yet? Or can you talk to Kim Creighton and understand that you're going to like, we're not going to sit and talk about your privilege if you don't understand it. You're not going to go to Kim. Like, yeah, where ready. are you? Are you at your yeah. ABCs? Or are right. you? Yes. Yes. Right. Are you ready to write an essay? Yes. Right. Are you doing your dissertation? Yes. Kim Creighton's ready to come in and chat a little bit. Like that's, yes. <laughs> and so just to know that I, you know, I feel honored and I to be able to be. Yeah, and I thank you because that's I feel that made walking away from cause of scene so much easier because I knew I left people behind who could do that work. Absolutely. And that's what it should be. That's what yes. it should be. It should not be those that are experiencing the double whammy of marginalization having to do the emotional labor of calling in the people like me in 2018 going, but we're great. <laughs> like yeah. no, that's you know, the least I can do is take that take the mantle up and keep stirring those circles because uh we need to get past these cycles they're still happening we're still here um and if anyone's out there going it's being better it's like ah, but keep pushing it 
but the cycles are getting faster. I know that's the positive yes. spin that we like to leave mm -hmm. on is, yes. And you know, that's seeing... what I've been saying, that it's getting tighter. It, yes. This, yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. At least we have that. That's a nice. And that's why I think, that's feeling. why I said the next two years are going to be hell because it's yes. coming faster. It's coming faster. Um, a lot and, of face plans and, coming. <laughs> yeah. And that's why the extremes are so extreme um, yes. because it, everything's being exposed at this the point. The stove's cranked up even yeah. higher. Yeah. If we're gonna keep putting yeah. our hands on it, it's got to get to a molten point. So I like can that's... say, and I'm not a, I'm not a kid person, but I can say I'm interested. I'm, 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 I'm interested. I'm excited about seeing how you raise a white presenting. Yep. I mean, a white um, male um, child. Yep. I don't want to say uh, what his gender is because he may change. They may change. Yeah, right. So I'm going to respect little three-week-old Felix and say <laughs> um, the fact that he shows up in the world as a white boy with a penis. That's what we got. <laughs> that's what we got. And until, you know, that's what they say is like until they have the be, voice to tell so, you otherwise. Yeah. And I'm so interested, excited about seeing you, seeing how someone, because I've never seen a white woman do this. So yep. it is a case study for me to see how we you help develop a, a, a white boy to a white man in this world who, who, who from the beginning understands about a consistent demonstrator anti-racist behavior. Practice. Absolutely. It's the, uh, it's the, I can't, I cannot in my household have that person that goes, what's, what's my privilege? My life isn't easy. I'd be like, oh my God, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Day one, we have to understand. And I, thankfully, I had that in my raising is just yes. at least this, the nugget of understanding privilege. Like yes. that was something that I didn't quite understand it to the capacity in my adulthood, yeah. but it was like, oh, this isn't how it is for everyone. Got yeah. it. Like we can start there and then build in those layers. And because I will not have that same burden of unlearning for my child as yes. I did. Yes, so. that, that is abusive. It's like, why not get it right the first time? Right? Break yeah. that cycle. And I know every parent's trying their best, that kind of thing. But like, it, this is something I know. And it's something I could do starting day one. And we're going to do it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we always end with, can't two bitches be joyful? What are you happy um, about? Oh, man. Kim, talking to you is joyful. That's, you know. It's like people don't see this video. But me and Chris, Chris and I have not seen each other like faces in over a year. So this yeah, is. It's true. <laughs> yeah, true. No, this is joyful. This is a. Uh, I really enjoy our conversations and that's my keeping it positive. My other, you know, if we have to talk about personally, <laughs> I did two jigsaw puzzles this week. That was a great, <laughs> what? I know this is, this is my life now. Um, it's just, I'm a human. Yeah, let's not, let's say, hey, you are, you are keeping a baby, you're keeping a human alive. So that's, I am. He's yep. at three weeks. We're good. So if you need a puzzle, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, these are, I, I, like puzzle, okay, I got all the ink. I got the outside. He's still alive. Okay. Now I can work Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. <laughs> Double check. Even during this call, I'm like, is he breathing? Okay, he's breathing. We're good. Keep talking. Like, that's just, that's my joyful. He's, there's a chest movement. All right. <laughs> so for me. And what about you? For me, it is, again, it is. See, because I'm just looking at your face just to see you after. <laughs> you are mighty now. Ugh, it, it doesn't hit right. It's still, like, I'm going to need a year for that to hit right. If even. I don't know. It but might what I can right. say is, what I'm joyful <laughs> about is the fact that Chad stepped in yesterday, you stepping in today. It is proof that whiteness, it is not the individuals. It is the systems, institutions, and policies of whiteness. And I love how you two have shown up and I'm joyful of that and talk about yes it's a challenge but but I it is my responsibility to do it and I'm doing this work and to have because you've been there when um some of my I've had to walk away from relationships and how heartbreaking it's been um and to see I mean Kristen before little Felix came along what y'all don't know is when she built her house her and her husband built the house they have a room for me there and that, and that means <laughs> ready something. to go that means something. If something, I mean, because I, I mean, I'm going to be honest and serious here. If something happens to me, I know that there are places I can go to be safe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that means something. That means a lot. So just having your friendship, um, as you know, I don't have many white friends because y'all are a handful. I understand. I being in my mind sometimes, I'm like, who wants this? Like, this is what? <laughs> so respect. That's uh, more than fair. But um, I want to thank you for um, for taking this time. It was great catching up. Absolutely. And Felix, stay to sleep. Yes, we yes. win all across. <laughs> and so we're close with we are laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful, authentic, and strategic in action. Will you join us? 
Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful day.